Welcome. My name is Papa Corbaden, and this is the In Our Hands podcast. For the second interlude of this series, I'm sharing a talk I gave at the Huntingdon Labour Party conference about homelessness in the UK. Hope you enjoy it. The climate, the climate in the country at the moment is alarming. And within this climate sits the issue that I came here to talk to you about. Just thinking about the context for a second, we have a state of affairs. I mean, everything that could possibly go wrong is going wrong. We have, as we were saying before, um, as we just heard Brexit, uh, this amazing idea. We have um, certain military actions going on in Yemen. A lot of uh, British weapons are being involved in that. The government of the day did not want to curb their sales or dent employment in the UK. So we continued, this country continued selling weapons to Saudi Arabia <clears throat> to do what they were doing in Yemen. Uh, we had the Windrush generation facing a tough time. I mean, violent crime, especially in London. Within this rosy context sits this issue which I think is solvable. I think it's completely solvable. But it's quite serious. When looked at as an industry, homelessness is its doing pretty good. It's on the rise. Um, I think it's had, you know, quarter one and quarter two growth. Uh, it's doubled since 2010. As an industry, its it's doing pretty good. Uh, the only bad thing is it's a problem. If I quantified homelessness and the resources put to um, assisting homeless people, providing care, not ending homelessness, but just providing care, it is roughly 10% of the UK's agriculture industry in 2016, or the equivalent of 1% of the construction industry. Make no mistake, it's 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 an industry and i think i don't know it almost even looks like a good place to invest no you shouldn't don't invest in it but the point is it's an industry it's an industry and that's it's something that needs to be addressed by the resources that are put into it how they're being used where they're going but i don't think i think everyone has a moral um it's the word, a moral disposition towards the issue. Everybody agrees morally the direction we should go in as a society. It's something that we should solve. But when you, when it then comes to implementing this or to staying true to things that were put in manifestos or to doing things that would create a meaningful difference rather than mask the problem, this is where things start to fall down. Can I give you an example? Did anyone hear about the Homelessness Reduction Act? Yes. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, the Homelessness Reduction Act was supposed to expand the powers, uh, or sorry, the responsibilities uh, of local councils to house people who were immediately homeless or threatened with the, you know, with imminent homelessness. So... From there, from I think it came into force yeah, early early 2018, from February, 
from late Jan or February. From there, it was supposed to be like, okay, fantastic, problem solved. So it's now not just people who are priority needs that are going to get support. It's expanding the needs, uh, the, the responsibilities of local councils. This is good news. Or so it would seem. This promise was or needs to be met with resource to, to, to back the promise. The extra funding that was made available by central government for this plan was just enough money to cover London's need. Solely London. So, national policy, national impact, only enough money for London. So, in the end, they put through this legislation, fantastic words, but the resource behind it, I'm... It it's it's I don't know it's it's lacking definitely lacking um, and unfortunately there's there's tons of examples like this when we look at the policy side of things which have just become routine this I've I've never seen a group of politicians that have such little fear I think back in I don't know. Back in the day, <laughs> look at me saying back in the day. <laughs> back in the day, um, people used to have ill intent, but it was hidden. It was hidden because of the fear of repercussions, for the fear of accountability, for the fear of uh, what constituents or the electorate would say. Yeah. Now, these guys, this is what I did, and what? It, I, I'm... I'm shocked. I'm I'm thoroughly shocked. It's not even hidden. But fortunately, you do not need to go on a mad goose chase to finding out all the loose ends to do with national stats on homelessness, because that's what this is supposed to be about, uh, eventually, <laughs> or so I would hope. Um, in my hands is a book, and. This book represents two and a half years of research. It represents um, my method to support the Upper Room, uh, the charity which inspired me to start looking at this issue and taking it seriously, the char charity which Nikki uh, works for that you'll hear about in a minute. And uh, in my hand, it's, uh, it's my, my little contribution to trying to end homelessness. Um, I wrote this book to bring a sense of clarity to people, to kind of collect facts, uh, to inform the reader and hopefully inspire a little bit of action from uh, people who read it. And the idea behind it was to try and condense the information that I found over the period of research and um, speaking to homeless people, but also looking at national stats and trying to fuse the two pictures together and come out with some something that was actionable. So, hopefully, from it, from it, you will be left with what I saw and some choices to make. You'll be able to make your own mind at the end of it. Uh, some things that I think that are useful to say is, as a party, like, it's great to see the effort that's being made. I spoke to John Healy, 
who, um, I mean, John Healy's doing uh, a few nods around the room. Fantastic. John, John's doing some great work. And, uh, I think we, we interviewed back in February, I asked him a few questions around some ideas past him. And it was great to see that I think in the, uh, Housing for the Many, the paper that was released in April, I think one of the points that I had, um, on, from the book and also in my petition, I think one of the points made it through there, um, about local councils and expanding the powers of, uh, it's like empty dwellings protection orders. It's the ability for local council to basically buy back empties, um, and what they do with the money so that it's not ring fenced and then needs to go to central government. Um, if that didn't make sense, don't worry, just read the book and it will make sense. <laughs> but no, it's great to see that he's uh, really receptive, he's into work, um, and he, he's pushing things forward. Um, it's great to see, speaking also to Andy, that you've got support and people thinking about Andy Slaughter, um, the patron of the upper room. Again, you have people... So not just like from John in the front bench, but you've got Andy in the back bench who's, who's also keeping homelessness in his mind and is a very vocal advocate. We've got people like Tom Copley, who um, also has been supporting some of the work I was doing uh, in the Mayor of London's office, uh, who again is thinking about um, building and the need for housing on a national scale, um, social housing, and, and what we do about people who kind of, just get spat out by capitalism and stepped over by society. Um, it's great that we have uh, public figures who, who, who care about these things and take them forward. Um, so in a nutshell, I'm going to try and end on this uh, and just say there's lots being done, but we're not there yet. The book leads towards a series of policy suggestions and uh, it points towards uh, an online petition where I've got 30,000 uh, signatures on it so far and hopefully it will increase to more. But the idea, hopefully, at the end of all the talking, because we have the luxury to talk about it, uh, the idea is change. Uh, so I hope that you find the the, the subject matter interesting um but i also hope that you if you're interested in, in in getting a copy of the book i'd love to hear what your thoughts as well but i i hope you will find a reason to join me in um, trying to make sure that things do change from where they are today to something a bit more sustainable uh and a bit more equitable for people in society thank you very much thank you it's nice connecting with people who care, and I'm so appreciative that that message was well received. In the next episode, I'll be talking about Africa, social impact, and legitimacy with former UN Working Group member and professor of law Michael Ledoux, and also with the COO and co-founder of the Moleskine Foundation, Adam Asande. Hope you'll join us.